cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bam, bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tau I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No nigga disallowed me, positivity took a vow I always play to win Anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. If that opening song didn't have you bopping up and down, you have no soul, you have no life, you're probably a white person who listens to Engelbert's Humperdinck, and we don't want you on the show. No, we don't mean that. As the bass kicked in, the whole team started crumping, twerking. What are other dance moves? Whatever they were, people were doing it. There is definitely a feel of Friday's up in the PTP studio one final day MKT is down in Cape Town doing some work not just eating sushi off waitresses we don't know if this is true or not this is the PTP takeover show Friday edition MKT's got a theory about the long lunch I'm gonna debunk that theory we got Senza we got flip we got football we got Friday fives I got a bit of an itch that I need scratching Find out what it is after we make the spinny things happen. Roll them. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com. Roll call. It definitely stinks of the Fridays. Fridays just have a different smell. Now, MKT has a thing. He calls it the long lunch. He thinks people make meetings very far away from the office. First thing on Friday, hey, 11 o'clock meeting. I'm going to make it the other side of town. And then guess what? You don't come back to the office long lunch. I roll with high rollers. Let me tell you how high rollers operate. They're not even lunching. They've packed the bikes onto the back of their Discovery. Three o'clock this morning, they drove through to Clarence for, for some mountain biking. By now, they're probably on the 21st hole. That's how long they've been playing golf. <laughs> Some of them jumped in a helicopter. Six o'clock this morning. God knows where they go. That's how the guys who own companies operate. So if you're trying to find an excuse for your boss and your boss is one of those guys, guess what? He doesn't even know whether you're there or not. So don't go in. If you're not on the long lunch, settle down, open up your browser, make that screen big. If you're on YouTube, make that screen big. This is the PTP show we've been taking over for the past few days. I was here yesterday. MKT is down in Cape Town. I've got the all essential, essential, essential Senzo with me. Senzo, what's happening, my friend? I am a man. Oh, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. I changed. Oh, yes, guys, I changed my fantasy team today. This is what I like. Yesterday, you would have seen, even if you didn't watch the show, you follow us on social media. Senzo Sitebe, handsome-ish. It's a terrible handsome ish. I don't know why, as that popped up on the screen, that looked different to me. I don't know. Bro. I don't know. <laughs> um, we put a little post out there about Senzo going, I'm not going to play fantasy anymore. I've given up. But you know, self reflective people, as the information changes, the opinion changes. He's had one more crack at it. He is wondering maybe his team's kit is the reason he's not doing so well. He's got a plain, pretty plain white kit. He has done his team. I don't know if we have a graphic. I know you try to share a graphic with the team. Not yet. Give us two. Senzo, let's go into your team. The name of your team, remind us. So you're a great name. Los Cetebes. Los Cetebes. 
Yeah. On that, did you ever watch that show, Cuervos, on Netflix, about the Mexican soccer team? <laughs> I did. The one with Maradona. No, 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 no. no this I, is fictional, right? No, so it was, it's like this weird telenovela mm-hmm. set in Mexico about a Mexican soccer team. Yeah. And the owner of the club dies and <laughs> his two kids take over the team. Yeah. And the daughter is this like crazy business person and the son is just like a celebrity socialite. Yeah. And now they try to take over the team. The son wants to turn the team into the Real Madrid of Mexico. The daughter just wants to make money and sell the team. I think it's... Club de Cuervos. I'll go, I'll Club go de check, Cuervos. Check it out. Watch that. It is great football programming. So outrageous. Yeah. Senzo, let's hear your team. Right. Now, now, if you recall yesterday, you had a lot of injuries. Yeah, no, you no. You went no. early on a couple of players. Have you wild carded? Are you. No, wild carded like I had to. Wild carded? Yeah. How do you still have a wild card so late? That's, that's the thing, dude. That's why. That's the thing. You got yeah. a wild card. Three weeks, dude. <laughs> yeah, so like my team, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, it's looking pretty nice. But like if I don't do anything this week, then I, I quit. Like I, like I. Really? No, like, no, like. I'm just I gonna think a, listen, dude, you know, that's a big call because remember, Fantasy League World, we've had internationals plus we've got Champions League. The big teams, if they can, they rotate it. Yeah, so yeah, man, I've got, yeah. Big, big week to make a final call. Yeah, well, in let's goals, see, in goals it's Hugo Lloris. Right. Then my defense is Regulon, Luke Shaw, Jacques Ancelo, Virgil van Dijk. Good going, good going. And then in my midfield is Bruno Fernandes, Kovacic, Smithrow, Mason Mount, Afran St. Maximin, and Ronaldo. Big call, hoping some big Newcastle, big Saudi energy is going to be washing over St. James's Park, a.k.a. the Sports Direct Arena. Will that name go now? Thinking about it. It probably will. I wonder. It'll probably, it'll probably fall. It'll James probably. Ryan, I don't know if you guys heard Senzo's team there. First thoughts. He's gone big on St. Maximan. St. Maximan should be better. All flash, no substance. What are you guys thinking? For someone who always uh, talks to me about how Liverpool's a one-man team with Virgil van Dijk, it's interesting he has him on his team now. Yeah, because, I just thought. Yeah, because he releases people. I mean, Trent is injured, so I mean... Also, the same person that said uh, Van Dijk wouldn't come back as strong um, is now in your team. He didn't come back as strong. But that's so, yeah, you know, good question. Not on the fancy. Has Van Dijk... That, you can see the guy's been out for a year. Yeah. Right? James, am I right? You can see yeah, yeah. the guy's yeah. been out for a year. But also, yeah, it's yeah. still very early, guys. Like, yeah. if, I want to see him in November, December, like what he does. Let's see, let's see what, he, what he does. Because we, we know in two weeks' time that he's going to flop because, the, I mean, he's coming to to the biggest arena and he's playing against the king so and the king's gonna make him look very average they're gonna make him one man look, team huh huh tough <laughs> oh, oh, oh. i think kendrick lamar said it be humble let's not talk it up before we get there no nah, don't worry james knows he's scared van dyke is probably having sleep sleepless nights about it but definitely yeah we'll see let's um listen that's a big call i think it's a big call to put all on one weekend why don't you give that team until the end of the month the two, yeah. two games. Yeah, no, right? I'll, I'll, I'll give it two. Do like, that. I don't yeah. want to see because you know. At least I know if you're playing, there's one more person I can beat. I don't like beating ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Paolo. All right. Uh, it is the PTP show takeover of the MKT show. There, there we go. There's Senzo's team. Have a look at it. Screen grab it. Maybe you think that is a good team. Maybe you're looking for some advice. I didn't put police. No, that's not definitely not my team. Oh no, that is not his team. That is definitely not my team. No. 
Oh, it's all falling apart. It's all falling apart. This is what happens on the PTP show. Anyway, we've heard it. We've moved on. Senza banking it all on his team for this week's Fantasy League. So, it is a Friday. We take it a little bit loose on a Friday. Some may say (laughs) you take it loose on a Friday compared to what? Uh, We got the Friday Five. Like I say, flips coming up later. We're going to be talking about the world of football. We got some crazy, crazy stories. Marcus Rojo is misbehaving, acting the bollocks again. Uh, we got a crazy story about snowflakes in American high school soccer. And um, Mesut Ozil, guess what he's up to? <laughs> guess what Mesut Ozil is up to these days? But first, James, can we roll the Friday Five? I want to talk to you about Friday Five. Five footballers sometimes... You're watching football and you go, whatever happened to that guy? Is he still playing? Where is he? I want to run through Friday 5 of five footballers you can't believe are still playing. You're going to know some of these names. An uncomfortably high proportion of ex-Manchester City players, uh, given the amount of money you imagine they would have earned at City, you wouldn't think they'd need to be taken into their retirement fund. But this is the Friday 5 of five players you can't believe are still playing. We found him in the Premier League. He was playing for Blackburn at a stage. I think he was a teammate and strike partner of Benny McCarthy. Gorgeous man to look at. Gets himself a move to Man City. Jaunts around Spain. I think the only word is jaunts with such a beautiful hairline, jawline. The man's name, sexiest name in football, Roque Santa Cruz, 40 years old. Still playing football in Paraguay. Playing for Olympia. Not only is he still playing captain of the team and currently sitting on 66 goals. 148 games, 66 goals. Roque Santa Cruz. That's what Ronaldo's got to be aiming for. 40 years old, still playing, bagging the goals. Still gorgeous as ever. This is what the rumors say. Good looking guy, man. We'll talk about it after I've run through the five. Him and Benny McCarthy making a potent strike force. Yeah, play together at Blackburn, yes. South America, of course, who's to some people may say it's easier to carry in your career in South America. Controversial player, controversial Argentinian, came into the English game on the back of a lot of very dodgy dealings, went to Manchester United, left Manchester United to go to City, left behind a billboard, and then a Manchester City decided, hey, I'm just not going to play. I'm going to upset Roberto Mancini. I'm just not going to play. They made a terrible movie, currently on Netflix, It Sucks, about his life story. Carlos Tevez, still playing for Boca Juniors no, man. in Argentina. He's with the squad, he's training, he currently hasn't made an appearance yet, doesn't have a squad number, it is pretty loose, it is playing in the loosest sense of the world, word, but he's still part of the squad, still part of the setup, can step in any day, is Carlos Tevez. Remember that guy, him, Ronaldo, Rooney at United, probably one of the most frustrating front three I think was existing anywhere across Europe at that time. This guy got retired. Gareth Bale retired him. A young Gareth Bale. Anyone who remembers when Gareth Bale came to the public consciousness playing for Tottenham Hotspur against Inter Milan, taxi for Mycon. Another Manchester City player. Oh, he took him for a jog three times. He destroyed Mykon's career. There he is, trying to keep up with Pepe. Uh, that's a slow foot race. Is that Pepe? Not 100% sure. Mykon, 40 years old. This guy's teams read. Monaco, Inter Milan, Manchester City, Roma, 
Sona are now playing for a club called Tre Pene in the city of San Marino. The San Marino second are you division. Serious? Semi-professional must be a very nice life down there. Mikon, I can't believe he is still playing. 40 years old. Well done to the guy. Do they need the money? That's what you got to ask. Why are they doing this? Controversial. The guy could start a fight in an empty room. A bulldog of a striker. <laughs> Chelsea. Atletico Madrid. Brazil. Spain. What are we talking about? This guy's so controversial. He played for two international teams. He's the man, bro. What an ugly looking guy. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I'm not Brad Pitt. Yeah, but yeah. But listen, like I say, could fight a, start a fight in a dirty room. The clown prince of shithousery. Sorry for my language. <laughs> I can't believe he's still playing Diego Costa in Brazil for Atletico Mineiro. Strike partner with Hulk. There is him in his Chelsea days a long way away. Believe it or not, he is actually only 33 years old. You're serious? <laughs> What's Diego Costa? I'm telling you. So Diego Costa came to Portugal actually very early on in his career. I'm telling you right now, he came on a false passport. That dude, his parents waited till they're 12 years old to go register him at the home affairs. There is no way he is only 33 years old. Nah. Uh, a face only a mother wants to punch. Diego Costa, I can't believe he's still playing. And playing in Copa Libertadores. Right? Yeah. The Champions League of South America. And still on the roster. Still a legitimate choice for Spain. Not retired from Spain. I stand corrected. I don't think he's retired for Spain yet. Do you think he's ever going to play for that team? Hey, why not? He can babysit. Can babysit. Ryan giving me the thumbs up on on, uh, Diego Costa. Listen, the last two. I'm going to do a two for. Two for one. Because these two are going to blow you away. Right? Alex Ferguson admits he only ever signed one player without ever seeing him play. Ferguson had a great network of scouts that pass on the information, but at least he would see a video of a player. Mm. Trusted Lieutenant Carlos Queiroz comes to Ferguson and says, Listen, you trust me. I got you, Ronaldo. I got you, Nani. I'm definitely on a hot streak here. There is a kid. He's just emerged in Portugal. Homeless kid. He played in the Homeless World Cup. He caught everyone's attention. He lives in a hostel. He just made his first team debut as a professional. One man. This guy's the next to Zabu, Ronaldo, Nani, Figu, Deku, all rolled into one. He's a grown-ass man. His name is Bebe. He is the next thing gonna happen. Stunk the place out. Listen. When you see a footballer who's come through an academy system and you saw Bebe, you go, that is raw as hell. Came to Manchester United, but then he went off. He did a couple of things. Benfica. Got some time at Benfica as well. Besiktas. Yeah. And he settles at Rayo Vallecano where he's been for a while and had a decent career. Uh, No, I take that back because he's cumulatively scored in a hundred odd games 16 goals for Rayo Vallecano <laughs> but he's a cult hero there they love him Manchester United fans will we ever forget Bebe he is the final half of our last player I can't believe he's still playing because guess what what could have been at Old Trafford what could have been up front at Old Trafford because Bebe's strike partner at Rayo Vallecano in the second division in Spain Another glorious looking man. I want to make love to his headers. His name is Falcao. 
I can't believe he is still playing second division in Spain. 35 years old. Knees have been replaced by day-old spaghetti. But he's still going strong. This guy was the guy. He was the most potent striker all of Europe. Porto, Monaco, Atletico Madrid stank up the Premier League. Let's be honest. What the hell was that about? No one kept the receipt for that one. And it was yeah. terrible. Anyway, he's scoring goals at Real Vallecano. Four games, three goals. Four games, three goals. Him and Bebe, the most feared strike partnership in what's second division in Spain? Liga B? Yeah, Liga B. In that one. Liga Segunda. Liga Segunda. That's where it is. Five players you can't believe are still playing. The very toy, the very sexual. Roque Santa Cruz. What a name. It's the sort of name that you want to order off a menu. Roque Santa Cruz. Yeah, you're electrifying <laughs> if you've got that kind of name. Carlos Tevez, the man who's burnt his skin in a childhood accident and actually never got plastic surgery to fix it up because he never wanted to forget where he came from. Apache. That's what they call him. Crazy, crazy guy, Carlos Tevis. Mycon, you thought he left with Gareth Bale, but he carried on playing. He's playing in San Marino. Nice job if you can get it. Players I can't believe are playing. Diego Costa, 33 years old. Imagine. <laughs> oh, I've seen copies of the U magazine. Younger than Diego Costa. And then finally, Bebe and Falcao. Two names between two men. <laughs> Three goals between them this season. <laughs> These are the players that I can't believe are still playing. Neither will you. Let's get some uh, input on those players from my my studio mates. Senzo, who there? Who's your favourite? Let's have a chat. My favourite there is probably um, probably Tevez. Tevez. Tevez was Tevez was something until he went across the road and then like, oh, but he was unhinged at, at City as well. Tevez is a player you can only love when he plays for your team. And yeah. don't forget, Tevez played for Juventus just, as yeah, well, yeah, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. This is a guy you can only love when he plays for your side. Yeah. That, that's 100%. Because when he played for United, loved him. Because that guy would run through brick walls. Yeah, exactly. And he, he was, he's like a bulldog. Eh? Total, total bulldog. Total bulldog. Listen, and you know what? Like He's also a guy that is not what you'd say... Um, won the genetic lottery. He's not got the build of an athlete. Yeah. You know, typical Argentinian build, short, stocky, blocker yeah. number 10. Um, but to still be going at his age, lots of miles on the tank, and that way that he ended up at uh, in England. Yeah. Through that whole weird... Wasn't he at Corinthians as well before? He was at Corinthians. Uh, so it was... He wasn't... He didn't own... Belong to a club. club yeah, he belonged he was to like what, Kier, Kier Jeraption, yeah. I think that was the name. Him and Mascarano. Yeah. So he actually owned them as a group and loaned him to various clubs. Yeah. And then of course West Ham took it and was only at Manchester. I think he was even on loan at Manchester United. He it was, was the same deal. Alone, yeah. I think it was only City that actually broke it and actually bought him out. Yeah. And uh, you know, doesn't third party ownership never been big in England? Then he, went to do, then he went to China. He was earning all the money in the world. Of course, he went to China. That was crazy. As at one stage, world's highest paid player. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Is it Oscar? Is yeah. one of the world's highest paid players yeah. also sitting? Out. I was going to put him in the list, but he's still young enough. Listen to me. Just on the topic of Oscar, crazy career move he he makes. Moves to China, twenty two years old. Yeah. Going to spend his contract finishes now. Mm-hmm. Does the guy retire 27, 28 to his nah, back to Go back Europe, to England. Go back to Europe. Pick up his club. A really cool story. Roque Santa Cruz. Yeah. Heading I, machine. I remember that guy was beast in the, there. The only, the only reason I don't like Roque Santa Cruz is because he scored against Bafano in the 2002 World Cup. Imagine that guy played in the 2002 World Cup. 40 years old. 
Yeah, Roque Santa Cruz. And he's still first choice camp t- captain for Olympia, who aren't a small team in Paraguay. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're competitors. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he's, yeah, he's still. Well, it seems to be like well, keeping. Fit what do you stuff. think it is? You think it's a style of play? You think players adapt, or you just think it's it's just genetics? It's just. No, nah, I think it's the, I think it's the style of player because like be. you can't to go in Europe until you're forty. Yeah, well, you must be having whatever Zlatan's having, but like. I but even know. even Zlatan, it's like he picks and chooses, and I've got to say, I know he's come back from injury, but Zlatan is. Uh, I find him; he's always been thuggish. But now he just seems like a complete thug. Like every, he's playing for like five minutes at a time. I don't know if you saw him grab Lucas Lever the other yeah. day. He yeah. just looks like he just wants to fight, fight now. all the all the time. Yeah, last season he nearly fought Lukaku. I was like, okay, yeah. I'd have paid money for that fight. Yeah, well, they were going on the King of Milan, the two of them. No, but like I think Zlatan, Zlatan would kick Lukaku. Yeah, no, Zlatan's beating most footballers. He's like he's because doesn't he have like a black belt in Taekwondo or something? He he's like six foot five. He claps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen that video yeah. of him uh, kicking or fly kicking something Eric Bay trying to kick his head off. Mycon? Mycon, oh well he got he got toasted by Gareth Bale after that he was never the same. Never Gareth Bale said I'm gonna do this to you three times and Mycon isn't exactly slow. Eh? No. He wasn't slow. Not yeah. slow at all. Yeah, but Gareth Bale was like, huh, I'm gonna show you. Trey Penner in this in San Marino second division. I wanna go over to Ryan, Chelsea fan, you're fist pumping when I was talking about Diego Costa. Tell me why that man makes you so happy, Ryan. He's he's a club legend. I uh, during the was it the 2014-2015 season when Conte was still around, there was he's like a cheat player, especially on FIFA. If you play with him on FIFA, he is the ultimate cheat player for Chelsea. Any time he got the ball, he was clinical and he got the ball in. Him and uh, um, Marcus Alonso used to work quite well back in the day. Underrated, 89 games, 52 goals for Chelsea. That's a great record. It's a fantastic record. Have, that, have I seen that right? I never realized he played so few games for Chelsea. 89, not even 89 games. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't It wasn't long. And the, the worst part was it ended so badly because Conte at the time, him and Conte didn't get on well. You know, Conte had uh, he was quite demanding in terms of what he wanted for the team. And Diego Costa, he's that kind of guy where he just does his own thing. He's violent on the pitch. He'll do whatever he has to do to get that ball in the goal. And they just didn't get on. And unfortunately, that's... uh, I think either he was sold before Conte got booted or he left... I think he went to Atletico afterwards. He went to Atletico Madrid. Speaking of Atletico Madrid and Brazilians slash Spanish people, there's breaking news. Fabinho and Alisson won't feature for Liverpool tomorrow against Watford. The pair have flown straight to Madrid in preparation for their Champions League clash against Atletico Madrid. That's confirmed. So, listen, I think in a weird way, not the worst thing if you... Yeah, they're playing Watford. So. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, no game in the Premier League is easy. There's always banana skins. Let's not forget Brentford 3, Liverpool 3. But, you know, like I say, that may come back. Fabinho is such a crucial part of your team. Not a youngster. Uh, that may come back to be of benefit. You know, no harm getting a five-day rest at this part of the season. So, so no harm, no foul. Uh, is that Liverpool Atletico Madrid next week? Yeah. That group is fantastic. What an awesome group that is. That means it's AC Milan, Porto. I love that group in the Champions League. And Also, then f- um, I just want to point out, I don't know if the, if, if the viewers watching have noticed that the set has been violated. MKT, I wish it was here because... The set now has a Manchester United scarf on the table. 
and that is terrible. I mean, we're talking about Diego Costa, uh, a club legend, Ignore and then we guy. have Senzo pulling up here with this thing that he bought. You arrived yesterday, so shut up. Street. When it's your set and Mbulelo's here, you can have the Chelsea scarf. So, but so that is, is it, done. that is it right there. The takeoff uh, is done. That is it right there. We're, we're going to get a shot on it uh, in a bit closer up. You know, Ryan, I didn't want to, you know, send the, the camera guys all over the place. You know, I mean, we've, we've got eight camera guys in here running all these cameras. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's quite a high tech, sophisticated operation. Um, but yes, that is it. We've been sitting here defiling ourselves. That's the only word I can use with a Chelsea scarf. Now, Senzo, what I love about the scarf, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody who's been to Old Trafford, been to games, this is not mega store stuff. Yeah. This is the real legit Mancunians. My father went to school with Bobby Charlton. Yeah. You know, who are selling scarves. The wives exactly. are knitting scarves on match day. This is legit Manchester United, not Manchester United PLC sort of stuff. Yeah. That is a great, great. It's, 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 it's bordering on Newton Heath. Yes, yes. This Green and a, gold till the club is sold. Yes, this is Newton Heath kind of stuff. So well yeah. done for that, Senzo. You know, I think of everything we've done. I think of everything we've done to defile the MKT show and scrub his smugness from the set. Yeah. <laughs> changing the logos, changing the name, changing hashtags. That is the filthiest, filthiest move. That's why Ryan's crying about it. That is the move... That is akin to the move that got the Guptas bust. <laughs> yes. You know, I think this is the this is the <laughs> this right is there. it. This is how the moments, how it felt when the Gupta, which was just enough. Look at that. You see, we had a we had a winning team scarf on the table, and now yeah, we have a losing team scarf. No, but on the yours, table. yours, your this is prestige. You don't know about prestige. You know, Chelsea are like lottery winners. You guys changed your badge. Like you, like you, you know. The big boys are talking. Like you, you keep quiet. You, you're an adolescent kid. Like keep quiet. But if I'm not mistaken, Manchester United changed their badge too. What does that have to do with it? No, like you don't understand. Like Chelsea, they've got that Chelsea like that new that new money thing. That 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 scarf was probably bought this year at Total Sport or whatever. Like yeah, that my boy is from Old Trafford. Like and not the mega stores, Paolo told you. You can so. still smell the bacon rolls on that. Exactly. You can smell the bacon rolls. That is authentic. <laughs> if the, MKT was just here to see this, you'd be what so I'm disappointed. This is the final straw. I will never be allowed to host the show again. Some may th- say thank God. Some may <laughs> say that is the best. More flags. More, More flags. I hear you say. Yeah. You know, if you I want to tell the story, maybe maybe I don't get another chance. Up the road from Old Trafford is a pub called The Trafford. Okay. It is the rowdiest pre post mid game pub in anywhere. The fans who go in there are absolute mad. What they do to control the crowds is that it is quite a big, quite a big space, but obviously in the UK, they got to stop serving alcohol at a certain time. So they start bringing the barriers around from the bar because it's a circular bar closer and closer to the door, squeezing the crowd yeah. eventually out the door. So people like fall out the door and then they don't let them yeah. back in. That's the only way they can control the clouds going to the traffic. And those are the sorts of people that make the scoff. Those are the sorts of people yeah. that are getting onto the scoff. This is the PTP show. It is Friday. It is the long lunch. What is the hashtag today? MKT is an a-hole? Oh no, MKT is AWOL. Sorry if I read that wrong. <laughs> AWOL. Oh, you see, oh, I, I, I see sorry, you sorry, I did no, but not you're not see wrong. that. You're not wrong, though. I just saw MKT is AWOL, is an a-hole, whichever you want to put. 
put it up there. He's down in Cape Town. He's doing real sports things with real sportsmen. We're just sitting here and judging sportsmen uh, while we contemplate going up a pan size. Uh, pretty normal Friday stuff. <laughs> so uh, we got, uh, we're going to be talking some football, what's happening in the Premier League, maybe other leagues around Europe. Senzo is very worried about United playing Leicester. James is very worried about Liverpool playing Watford. He sees Claudio Ranieri bounce. Is it going to take Watford above the Reds? What's going to happen this weekend? We got more of that. And Flip, Flip is somewhere. Flip is probably 30 minutes away from us. But he's never felt closer. This is the P2P <laughs> show. <laughs> Hashtag MKT is AWOL. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com. Off air, we're lining up Flip. He's out in France. James, his best friend. James claims he's Flip's best friend. I saw it. I saw there was definitely a bromance between them. Flip can't wait. He says it's party time. Get the beers in. Beers in for the boys. It frightens me to think how many beers Flip could drink. Senzo, how many? Dozen. Dozen before he's... Yeah, 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 before he stops being thirsty. It doesn't just to sit. Because how how many can you drink? Uh, You know what? I used to drink a lot more. Um, I'm probably these days on three. And then you start feeling... You know what? I'm not even going nice anymore. I drink three beers and I feel terrible. It's a a sad state of affairs. I, I can guarantee you it's probably like, for real, real, it's probably like 10 or 12. For real. Flip? I think so as well. Yeah. I think so as but well. But 10 or 12 to what? To to start feeling anything. Yeah, yeah. to start uh, feeling like, you know. There's a lot bottom. of like muscle and body mass to get through there, you know. Brandy? That's why the boys on the brandy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lot quicker. It's probably like one or two brandies, but when it's beer, it's like 10 so. or 12. I've seen guys who do that. I've seen guys who'll sit like just pound beer after beer after beer after beer and no effect on them. No effect. Beer is uh, the... <laughs> not going to finish that sentence <laughs> the mind boggles listen marcus rojo maybe the dude's drunk who knows the last you saw marcus rojo he was being pathetic for manchester united part-time premier league player goes off to Boca juniors the club of his uh, dreams second time we're talking about Boca juniors player today marcus rojo is doing all the things in south america two weeks ago in the super classico he gets sent off two red cards in what was it five minutes Two red cards, yeah. very oh, two red cards, two, two yellow, yellow cards. cards and a red. Very quickly in the Super Classico against River Plate. This week they go off to play the Copa Libertadores against Atletico Mineiro. David Costa, David Diego Costa, and Hulk's team uh, in Brazil, and uh, it was the last sixteen controversial game. It's always controversial when Boca are involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, penalty shootout. Boca had a goal. Uh, disallowed and they get knocked out Boca players aren't happy with it as they upset the Atletico Monero some club official starts taunting them from the change room all goddamn hell breaks loose I want to describe some things we have a lot of players mostly bare chested lots of them in Adelaide flip flops probably the least threatening footwear I can imagine if a man wants to fight me and he's wearing Adelaide flip-flops, 
I'm not scared, James. Carlo, you, you're forgetting about Crocs, though. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. So, your second, second, second least threatening, though, for Second sure. least threatening footwear. But anyway, <laughs> you know how you make Adelaide flip-flops more threatening? You pull out a water cooler and throw it at a man. Honestly, <laughs> he, like, what the hell? As a grown man, you lift. I'm not joking. I'm not lying. Just look up. Baca Juniors. Libertadores at Let's Go Monero. I'm not going to tell you how to spell that. Figure it out yourself. A man picks up a water cooler and throws it at another man. Like, it's... Security fences got thrown around. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's no holds bar. Anything goes. You know, WWE would be proud because they're... Oh, well, I haven't even got to the, the fun part. This is why Paolo's weird world of football is so easy. Yes. Because this stuff just happens. Marcus Rojo, R, the Rojo means red yeah so what does he look for the reddest thing he can find the fight would have escalated imagine getting hit with a fire extinguisher while marcus rojo was removing a fire extinguish extinguisher from the wall he wanted to throw a fire extinguisher at a man he wanted to throw a fire extinguisher at another grown man he's a grown he is a millionaire he is a millionaire. A comfortable person. millionaire. <laughs> a comfortable one. He's a millionaire person and he's throwing fire extinguishers. And then you can take the man out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the man. James, account for this behavior. Do, do you know what my thing is, right? Do you know how angry you have to be to, to, to hit someone with a fire extinguisher? Because those things are heavy. You're not just and gonna, they mounted exactly. You're not just going to take it off the wall if you're like slightly irritated. Like you, you want to cause some real damage. So how man. can you get so angry? <laughs> okay, that you want to remove a, a fire extinguisher and put it on another person's body who's not on fire. <laughs> now, as you heard earlier, right? At Let's Go Monero. Just so happened to have a player called Hulk. Thank God he didn't Hulk out. But do you know why he's called Hulk? Do you know, yeah. his, do you know his nickname is called well, Hulk? Well, tell, tell, I know, but tell, yeah. tell him wrong. Well, because um, when he played in Japan, um, he was so much bigger than the other te- the, uh, his other teammates and his other players, and the team used to wear green. That's so they it. just used to call him Hulk. But that man is beast he's mode. Massive. Hulk is beast mode. Like, honestly. Does he still shoot from wherever? From wherever. No, he is. He is absolute. <laughs> He is beast mode, that man. I think probably one of the most underrated strikers. Um, he never cracked a huge, huge... Probably, yeah. What do you think the problem was there? Uh, I don't think people knew what to do with him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I also feel you get, get the same thing, yeah. You know, he, he was... Even though he was big and strong, he wasn't a number nine and he wasn't crazy quick. Listen, he had a nice career with Porto, but uh, never really had the crazy breakthrough in Europe. But just to finish off the story, so there's Hulk... Sitting politely in the change room. None of the Atletico Monero players got involved. Like I said earlier, Diego Costa plays for Atletico Monero. He wasn't there. Thank God. Can you imagine the scenes? If Diego Costa goes, you know what? Enough of this. I'm getting <laughs> involved. Imagine. Fire extinguishers at everyone. Oh. South American football guys. Where was Carlos Tevez doing that whole thing? <laughs> Because do you know you remember you remember the Champions League final with uh, Chelsea United right. when Drogba gets a red card? Do you know what starts the whole thing? Carlos Tevez. But he was all as he was. Do you know? Do you know so Carlos Tevez did? Because he kicked the ball away to waste time, 
And then Drogba sits, oh, John Terry came it's and he John said Terry, something yeah. to him. And Terry was like, oh, shove off, man, or whatever, right? And then, then Drogba got involved. Then Drogba tried to slap Vidic. Then Vidic went nuts. <laughs> Actually, that, that's a good one. Who's winning? Vidic, Drogba in a fight. Vidic all day long. Vidic all day long. The man is granite. Vidic all day long. And he's from the Eastern Bloc. Man, you know, I saw Drogba, as big as he was, go down so many times. And I understand it's football and what he was trying to do. But Vidic never went down. I saw, how many times didn't see Vidic's head smashed open? <laughs> and he just carried on running around. Just carried on running. Who do you guys around. think would win in a fight between uh, New Age Samir Nasri and Vidic? And and who Vidic? Yeah. Are we talking about Samir Nasri from the pictures we saw this week? Yes. Okay. Now listen here. This is a sports show, and like all good sports shows, we are not blessed with athletic physiques. Okay. So we are not ones to make fun of overweight sportsmen. However, when that sportsman is a little weasel like Samir Nasri. It is open cards. Also, look, he's been retired for three months. Three I was going to ask you only. that question. I was going to ask you that. That's that's a lot of... He's either been waiting for that and just totally binge. Because you sometimes do see that with footballers. When they initially retire, they do put on weight. Because now they're just going free-for-all. And then they, you'll see them, they'll get fit again. So it does ha- there is that but pattern. Have you noticed, like, speaking of like... Uh, footballers letting themselves go, right? And Hulk and Brazilian players. I think Brazil now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to search for another Ronaldo. Like, a phenomenon. And that guy, that guy, that guy physique, everything, like he could do everything. That's, I don't think we'll ever see a striker like that ever again. You know, the, the conversation around Ronaldo keeps coming up about probably the greatest ever striker. And when you look at all today's leading strikers, he was the hero. All of them. They all loved the way he played because he yeah. was so different and so new. And you're right. You're never going to see a player like that because he was just so... That's a He's complete. He was complete. It's a generational player. Absolutely yeah. generational. Like, I don't know. Because, like, who do you think is the closest thing we have to him now? You don't even know. No, you don't know. Listen, in style of play, Mbappe is very similar. There's a lot of crossover between mm. the two of them. But Mbappe doesn't have, like, the physique. like No. That, you know, and... and Ronaldo had that little move. He just made a goalkeeper sit down. Yeah. He just, you knew he was going to do it. He just, the amount of times he just sat down a goalkeeper was just phenomenal. So in James's question, who wins between Sam and Nasri and Vidic? Vidic. I mean, is that even a fight? Although, listen, I watched a world heavyweight title bout last week. And there was a time where heavyweight boxers looked like athletes. Now they just look like athletes. Those guys are enjoying the good life as well. Diego Costa against Latin. Oh, you know, you always got to look who Zlatan picks on. Because he goes after certain people, right? Yeah. Zlatan will take on anyone in a clean fight, you know, because he's a classically trained fighter. You know, there's that thing of like going like martial artists, and I wouldn't even try to take uh-huh. on a martial artist versus a street, like just a street fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Diego Costa is a Scrappy. sort of... Yeah. Diego Costa, that guy's fought for food or fought to stay alive. You know, <laughs> that's very different. Zlatan, I can't imagine. Fights for sport, yeah. Right, yeah. You know, and, and, and there's the difference. There's the difference. Um, in a fight, Roy Keane or Steven Gerrard? Oh, James, do you want to answer? Even James is Roy Keane. Roy Keane. Even Roy Keane today fighting young Steven Gerrard. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Gerrard against John Terry in a fight. John Terry. 
No, Steven Gerrard. I, Steven, say Steven I think Steven Gerrard. Yeah. I think Steven Gerrard. I think Steven Gerrard has a nasty side to him that not a lot of people... No, say. Not, not, not do you think. He has a nasty side. He never side. lets it slip. Okay, so should we get to the fixtures for this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and wow. you know what? To be honest with you, uh, current day Roy Keane, I think, beats everyone. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. He's such an angry... Such he an is angry. old man hard. You know, Roy Keane is old guy hard. You know, you know, you get that old man hard. So Premier League is back. Thank God. You know, listen, I like international football. It is good games, but there's not a lot of games and it doesn't keep you entertained. Mm-hmm. James is pumping fists. Look at him. Look at him. And Do all you know his- how boring weekends are without <laughs> football? Guys, it's terrible. Eh? It's you don't so know, bad. You don't know dude. what to do. You can't structure a weekend because you're like, what am I going to do this weekend? Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's the same thing that, you know, only when you get a TV in your house, do you know where to put your furniture. Yeah. It's like only when there's football fixtures can you plan your weekend. And it's, it's bizarre to me how some people don't see how we live our lives. Like my mom, when I used to live with her, my stepdad and my two brothers and myself – Everything revolved around football. When's the football on? What are we doing this weekend? When can we watch? And my mom never could understand why we would plan our entire weekends do you around know, watching guys kick a ball for 90 minutes. Guys, do you know I've said people, get, a woman get on Twitter when English Premier League is on. They're like, oh God, it's back. <laughs> We've lost our boyfriends and our, and our spouses. Because like, I mean, I remember when my girlfriend was here, like when she was in the country, we were like, Every weekend, I'd be like, okay, there are two things that need to happen. I need, actually, there's one thing that needs to happen. I need to watch Man United play. I don't care what happens around that. You can do what, we can do whatever you want around that. But those two hours, you must understand that I, I won't be there, but I won't be like, we've got to have left. We need to have arrived. I need to have data so I can watch it. Whatever is happening, I'm watching it. And, and it's so true because you go, Oh, what are your plans for the weekend? Oh, or can you come? We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's like, uh, United playing four. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm good till half past three. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I need to be by TV. That's, yes. <laughs> that's why it's so infuriating when your team lose. Have you ever tried to watch like, have you tried to watch like football with your spouse and you're not like at a mate's house where there are other girls or you're like at a bar? You're at a bar with her. I, told, I I blank her like and she, um, she she knows like she just sits on her phone and then then half time comes then I kind of like talk to her about stuff. But she there's no false pretenses, right? She understands that you've yeah, gone she to the bar to watch football. Yeah, she knows. You know, you know. I say this crazy thing: Manchester United have been in my life longer than my wife and my daughter. And my wife and I started dating when we were sixteen. The Manchester United have been in my life longer. This is why people can't get into these things. It's like. Your team is with you longer than your family. That is such a bonkers thing. And that's why it sucks so much when they lose because you planned your whole weekend around it. These are the fixtures. Watford, Liverpool, Claudio Ranieri's first game uh, with Watford. How long are we giving Claudio Ranieri? Till the end of the season? I know, until March. Till March? You won't even see out till the end of the season. Until March. You know, you know those Watford owners, they're very volatile, eh? Because they'll prepare for wherever they are. So if they're going down, no Ranieri, we yeah. need someone who can handle the championship. Yeah. Hey, it's a business model. It works. It, it obviously <laughs> they're works the, They're the John McCosmos of, um, sorry, of, of English football. Listen, what I loved seeing the other day, there was a sort of like a sweeping shot of the Watford stand stadium and you saw the Sir Elton John stand. I'll never get tired of seeing that. <laughs> my, my question is, my question is not, Paolo, my question is, okay, you see that Watford Liverpool fixture? Can you see the time of it? Would you like to play that fixture if you were, if you were, if you were English? 
You know what? It's also pretty difficult because it's after an international weekend. So you had players, you got players coming back from Africa Wednesday, on a Wednesday, or on, something. you know. Yeah. So we see, you know, Salah, Mane, they're both coming back. You've got the South American players. Okay, they can't play, and then you got a whole load of English players who would have played, you know, during the week with no training. There's no way Liverpool have trained. Maybe there's a session today, but not even because they're traveling to the game. So. Yeah. I feel for teams when they're in that situation, except when they're Liverpool. Then I just laugh. Yeah. I just laugh heartily. <laughs> because when Rooney when Rooney, when Rooney says that's the worst fixture to play, that time, that the first one, like half. Because can you imagine when you wake? You're not sleeping because obviously you got an early yeah. uh, wake up. What are you eating? Yeah, because you can't go smash your pasta. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's actually interesting that you asked that question. Because right. James is doing elite-level athlete yeah. training now. True. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I, I don't know who it was. I think it might have actually been Wayne Rooney. But he came out and he said on, on I think it was Twitter a couple of years ago, um, how hard it is to eat pasta at like 9 o'clock in the morning before a game. So, do they still have to do that? Yeah. And then a whole bunch of people attacked him and were like, yeah, you earn hundreds of thousands a you week. You earn like 300,000 pounds. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Shut but up. his stomach's just like yours. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Imagine eating pasta, like a full like no, but Alfredo you have to at nine, 9 in the morning. No, but I the, can't the thing believe is, there's not something else. Like, what about, I mean, if you run a marathon and your marathon time is 6 o'clock in the morning, you're not eating pasta. No, then. you're eating pasta the night before, you're though. pasta the night before, but same thing. Oh, if only we knew. If only we knew. But like, what time? The, my my thing is about that, Paolo. Like, you know, especially like if you're the away team. Like, if you're the mm. away team, and like, you know, it's not like, it's not Liverpool's not next to London. Like, let's not get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, it's a good what three, three, three four hours. Three, four hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, they, well, they would have stayed. They would have stayed the night. Yeah, they would have stayed the night. But like, how do you prep for that thing? No, there's no prep. There's no prep. That's why it's so hard. But I mean, what's the trade-off? Because. The Premier League is trying to help the Champions League teams by having the games on Saturday. Yeah. But the only way they can do it on Saturday after an international weekend is put it so early. Yeah, because now, so, I mean, do you know which, which fixture is actually... Norwich Brighton, go first. Just before you move on, right? Norwich Brighton, um, let's go, go, go play the half past one. Oh, but it's TV, man. I mean, it's, it's, that's just blockbuster. Yeah, you, that's true. Because now, yeah, no one's going to tune in. Wow, first, first Premier League game after um, international break, yeah. Norwich Brighton, you, you, get, you get know, the hell out of here. That's it. Um, before you move on from Wayne Rooney, huge documentary. Oh, Wayne yes. Rooney coming on uh, Amazon Prime in January. Very revealing. Yeah. So many controversies with Wayne Rooney. Oh, he's currently manager of Derby and Mike Ashley. Derby having a lot of problems, huge, huge problems on the brink of folding. And Mike Ashley being linked with buying them. Yeah. Here's something. Not the billionaire owner you want, but the billionaire owner you deserve. Yeah, comes to mind. It's crazy though. Norwich um, Brighton, that is not a game I'll be watching. No matter how good Brighton are, Norwich just suck the life out of the place. Senzo, what do you think about the comment just at the international start of the international break of the Premier League needs to ditch teams, drop down to eighteen, because teams like Norwich don't deserve their place. Nah. Nah, I think it's fine the way it is. Like. Look at it from this point of view, right? You got everyone complains about too many matches. Not going to happen. Premier League would add two more matches, two more teams if they, if they could, could, right? Yeah. So they're not going to drop it down. But when you look at a team like Norwich, Norwich are just going to come up and they're going to go down. This seems to be what they want to yeah, do. Yeah. Watford are following the same pattern. There are five or six teams doing that. All they do is stink the place up for a full season. They don't 
and I'm not saying try by spending a lot of money, but Norwich are down. Norwich are down before they started. What value do they add? I remember Middlesbrough were going through the same sort of yeah, thing. They uh, don't contribute. Should they? Should we care what Norwich are doing? No. Easy six points. <laughs> no, no, that, that's what you think. Because, like, yeah. you remember that season, like, Norwich are one of those teams, so they, they'll de- definitely need to... Um, They'll definitely take like they'll take points from you when you need them the most. Yeah, yeah. They'll take. You remember it's like remember when they need them. Yeah, you remember them. remember that game. Um, it was United Blackburn when we lost the league on goal difference. New Year's Eve, we lost to them at Old Trafford. Blackburn did not need those three points because they got relegated. We needed them more, <laughs> and I was so irritated. I was like, do you know that is the game that lost us the league. That was the when we played West Ham in the last day, right? What which season we, we played Sunderland last day, right? Okay, right, 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 right. That year. So Norwich are there just to ruin Manchester United fans' lives. Let's just talk quickly about Manchester United. I moved on from it yesterday, but let's tap into it. You're worried about Manchester United's fixture list. I think everybody else is as well because I think we go on a run of Leicester. We got let me, let me, let me. while you look it up, Ryan. Let me look it up for you. Yeah, here it is. Ryan's got some abuse. I feel what he's going to say is very abusive because the two of them are in there with fat smiles on their faces. They're, they're going to talk about Man United no, because they've got small clubs. No, no, I just, I think you're going to struggle. I think United's going to struggle with this one. Lester? I think of so. course, you think, you know, no, you no, think no, United I'm, struggles I'm all the time. You. Don't listen to this guy. I've blocked him off. Um, <laughs> listen, no, no, no. The thing um, is, Vardy is, is still killing him. And I just don't think United are in a place to take less. You guys, you guys easily. act like Ronaldo doesn't score even when we're playing rubbish. I like how you guys just miss Ronaldo. But anyway, the fixture list. You know, just, I just want to say something. You know that if Vardy scores, he's doing Ronaldo celebration. Absolutely. Of course he is. Also, Everyone, guys, can we stop doing the whole Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo thing? Yeah, there's well, 11 players on the field. That's the thing. Senzo, come. No, 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 because... It's Ronaldo. While, it's, while that is Solskjaer's tactics... Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. That'll be because that's in guys today. Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Fergie, ninety nine, Keen, Club, Lads, Ronaldo, Rude, Ronaldo, <laughs> Rashi, shrug shoulders. Listen. Rashi. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, listen, but listen to this fixture list. Like it's actually quite serious. Like you guys laugh. Tomorrow we've got Leicester, right? Wednesday the twentieth of October, Atlanta. Sunday the twenty fourth of October, Liverpool. The 30th of October, Tottenham. The 2nd of November, Atlanta again. The 6th of November, Man City. That sounds terrible. Sucks to be you guys. Like... But how many times haven't we seen it when Solskjaer's under pressure with a terrible run of games? Those aren't the games he battles with. Yeah, it's... If you go look historically, he doesn't battle with those games. He pulls out results. He battles. And, and you know what I think it is? I'll tell you what it is. What I think it is. And I've said it before as a joke. If you weren't a threat to Manchester United when he was a player and when United were dominating, doesn't he doesn't to, respect you. So he's not going to respect Leicester? Maybe not. Maybe not. But that's how I feel it is. It's like when there's a big team that he feels is of Manchester United's attention, he will pay attention. When it's the Burnies and the Norwich and the Fulhams and, and the Villarreals, and, ah, don't worry about them. They're small teams. You know, he's so stuck in the past. So I actually think we can be, be okay. So you're right. Maybe Leicester, maybe uh, 
Atalanta. Can I can I just ask what do you think um the score is going to be if if Senzo's this like confidence about it? I just want to know. I'd say I'm confident. Like, like what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't say what I'm confident. What base are we going to say? You guys, the problem is you guys like to misquote me, and you guys. <laughs> You see, fake news. You guys are, these guys are fake news merchants. I'd say I'm confident. <laughs> if we win tomorrow, it will be by like, it will be, it will be an ugly 2 1. If, if you see Lingard. If you lose, is it still going to be another two weeks no, before you be get three, WhatsApp? No, it's 3 1. <laughs> if we lo- In joke there, Senzo claims he lost his phone, but there's a belief. Uh, behind that uh, glass window over there. That no, but ever hiding. since young boys, the phone has never made a <laughs> made a reappearance. <laughs> Ryan, you only got here yesterday. Like, how would you know? Um, um, look, look, guys. Or do you know tomorrow? Actually, I'm putting my neck out. Three and all United. Whoa, that is hella uh, confident right there. Is Rashford playing tomorrow? Rashi. Yeah, he is playing. He is playing. No, it doesn't matter if he's playing. You guys have Ronaldo, remember? I don't know. I don't know. Know. I don't know if no, but, but Rashford's got a great. He's got a great record against Leicester. This like, is the kind of nonsense stats we get this morning. I hear Rashford's put on four kilograms in his. Oh, m- muscle! Yeah, like what? What the hell? Oh. How are you quantifying? How do, how do you measure that? Do not oh, do not fix your list. Is also guys, guys, Brentford, Chelsea. What do you think's happening there? Actually, Ryan, can I bring you in? Brentford, Chelsea. We saw Brentford a few weeks ago at home. Chelsea. Uh, give Liverpool. They went Liverpool three all they toe to toe. They took they took they they took Arsenal as well. They took Arsenal. They went toe to toe with Liverpool. Not frightened. What are they doing at Chelsea? Chelsea aren't as fun as Liverpool, so they'll probably suck the life out of the team. Got to be honest. I don't know. I think um, our defense is is pretty pretty strong, so I'm I'm quite confident we can win. No Thiago Silva. Um, I'm not worried about Thiago Silva. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, no, I, I do think Chelsea's going to take it tomorrow, uh, confidently. I just don't know which squad Tuchel's going to put out because he's been changing the squad quite rapidly over the last couple of games. I don't know if you've... Who are you playing in the know. Champions League? Sorry? Who are you playing in the Champions League? Is he playing Juventus yet? N- no, nah, they lost to Juventus. Oh, they, they lost to Juventus. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not, the se- it's not time yeah. for the second round yet. Yeah. So you ever play, whoever you played this week... It's played back-to-back. It's back-to-back. Yeah. You know Southampton Leeds could be a 4-4 draw. Or it could be a 4-3. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's either going to be normal or 4-4. Four, four. You're 100% right. Those are such inconsistent, wild, crazy teams. If they just open up and go at it, what do you think of the stories that Bielsa's under a little bit of pressure? Well, he spent a bit of money. So think about his net spend and stuff like that. Because, like, you know, if you're Leeds now, you know, you've had a great season. And, like, Bielsa's been with that team for a while. Yeah. He's been, he's been, he's been with that team for a while. So, like... But he's both. I mean, Leeds are basket case of or were basket case of club. New owners, new manager, misses promotion once, mm-hmm. then gets in promotion. Has a great season last season. No. Looking to consolidate again this season. Why is the man I think under he must pressure? Be look, I think he must be looking at top seven. Eh? You think so? I think Leeds won top seven. You, you think they could sack Bielsa? Would Leeds sack Bielsa? It, it wouldn't be weird. Oh, football is bonkers these days. Uh, it's like the Watford manager. Like, I don't know why he lost his job. <laughs> I know, I know. What, what, who else is going to do any different? Like, I mean, really. But, you know, I think what they do is they, they, they calculate in the new manager bounce because, you know, a new coach comes in, you win, you get good, four or five good results, and they reckon if they do that three or four times a season, it's 12 points at a time. So probably worth it. Yeah. Do you know, do you know it's like, who do you think has got... 
He's got the most job security in the in the Premiership. Solskjaer. Solskjaer has even more even more than Guardiola. Solskjaer has got more security than Guardiola and Klopp. Klopp. Because Solskjaer is Solskjaer sells the brand. He's mm. a club man. He's never going to talk bad about the guys yeah. up front. He's never going to complain. Mm. He's going to play okay football. He's going to Manchester United have become a nostalgia Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything that links him to the past mm. of anybody, I think Solskjaer. I would dare say, in a bizarro world, Solskjaer could even get United relegated. And he would probably hold on to his job. If Solskjaer did not lose his job last season, getting knocked out of the Champions League in group stage, getting beaten 6-1 by Tottenham, mm. with Pochettino floating around, Solskjaer doesn't lose his job. Um, my, my other question is that, okay, cool. Do you know who else I've never seen, like, never thought to have been under pressure? Jurgen Klopp. Klopp's... No, he's he's safe. But you know... He's never been under pressure. Guardiola's been under pressure. When, yeah. You know when he doesn't win Champions League, like, you know... Well, he because, gets, yeah, the, yeah, the standards are high. Yeah. Standards are high. But Klopp, Klopp never. Thomas Tuchel, like, is three games away from getting a sacking. Like, he could have a great run. But, but that's him. He's yeah. fallen out everywhere. Yeah, but, but besides that, Roman, Roman's not an easy guy to work for. Yeah. But, and listen, that's inevitably going to happen because he, he does fall out with the hierarchy. Yeah. He's happy for now. He's maybe maybe I'll put a curse on Chelsea this time. Maybe I'll Bella Goodman them. Um, and then listen, let's spare a thought. Uh, we spoke about it yesterday. Newcastle, Tottenham, Steve Bruce is allowed uh, to go to the game and coach his own team. Thank God. <laughs> that's, that's actually going to be yeah. quite ugly. I think he's going to get uh, bullets. And then oh, if the, if I just hope for his sake that Newcastle, at le- I hope they win. Actually, I hope they win because if they don't win and they get the brakes beaten off them, you know, you know, they'll, they'll sack Steve Bruce on that day. Richest team in the world, second bottom in the Premier League, and spare a thought to anybody who has to care about Arsenal Crystal Palace at 9 o'clock on Monday night. Spare a thought. Jokes. For all of them. Jokes. <laughs> anybody who got oh, past Vera, that. Vera. Arsenal, oh, right. It's all narrative. That narrative. Oh, shame. This is the PTP show. It is Friday. It's the long lunch. Are you drunk? are then maybe the show has just got like 10% more enjoyable flip is coming up we're going to ask him how many beers he needs to drink before he starts getting a buzz the boys think it's 12 we're lightweights compared to flip literally and figuratively (laughs) this is a ptp show we're halfway through half time we're going to go have our orange pieces hopefully come back for a good second half Cliffcentral.com. They call it Friday. They call it the long lunch. I say there's no lunch. Don't even excuse yourself. Just it's Friday. It's hot. It's a four-day week. South Africa works a four-day week. Most, like most nations. I know France works three-day weeks. What? We'll confirm it. We'll confirm it with Flip. He's on the line, I believe. Is he ready to bring him in? I want to ask Flip as well what he thinks about this week. Everyone's going to space. Everyone's going to space these days. William Shatner, Captain Kirk, original Star Trek, oldest yes. man in space. 
What the hell? There he is. <laughs> Flip. Fundamava. We love it. Flip. Tell us, true or false, do the French work three-day weeks? Good afternoon, ladies. Um, <laughs> I doubt they <laughs> I doubt they even work three days a week. Um, we are around. We are around work three days a week, but um, we don't necessarily work that much. That's what I'm saying. Any interaction? How are you guys I doing? Have? What is news? Listen, it is all news here. We're just having a quick chat about William Shatner going to space. <laughs> Captain Cook. Captain Cook goes to space. Ninety years old in space. Wait, hold on. William Shatner is that old? He's ninety years old, oldest man in space. Really? That wasn't that guy on Rescue Nine One One as well. Are we going to stay there now? This time. Do you remember that? Flip Rescue 911. I remember Rescue. Was he the voice of Rescue 911? He was. He was, he was the guy. He was the host. William Shatner's Star Trek. He was on Rescue 911 with a, a TV show from the 90s. Yeah, but like extreme, like bizarre. 911 cases. Yeah, 911 cases. Like I stopped watching Rescue 911 when the one kid swallowed a needle and that. Yeah, yeah, they had to have a tra- tracheos, whatever you call. Yeah. Yeah. I never <laughs> have even you ever guys thought if they. If they, if they had to add a rescue nine one one in South Africa, do you think <laughs> that's your? Well, it'd just be two hours of the phone ringing. Yeah, honestly, yeah, they would never yeah. answer the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to watch like, rescue? Hello, watch someone's re- shooting at us. Yeah, uh, yeah. you want to watch rescue nine one one for real? <laughs> it's not our department. Uh, a friend of mine who is doing the um re- the residency at at Barra, he says, "You want to see rescue nine one one for real?" You must go into like the casualty ward after a Soweto derby. Yeah. Like it gets real. So he, he says that's the worst weekend to work. For international. They, they say it's even worse than New Year's Eve. Yeah. They say, they, they say a derby game is even worse than yeah. New Year's Eve for uh, international viewers. Uh, Baragwanath is a massive, massive uh, hospital. Just uh, Biggest hospital in Africa. The biggest hospital, yeah, biggest hospital in Africa, um, just on the outskirts between sort of Johannesburg and Soweto. Yeah. It is doctors from around the world actually get sent to Barra because they've got the best trauma unit. It's the best place to get trauma training yeah. in the whole world. And make sure you're there on a derby weekend. Let's go into Soweto derby. Let's quick there. Flip, you ever been to any other Soweto derbies, Chiefs, Pirates? Um, I I cannot say I have. I mean, I am a um, Sundowns man myself, so oh, I haven't been to Sweaty Derby. But I've played, I've played, I've played, I've played in Orlando Stadium before. Yes, you played the All Blacks, right? That was an experience. Oh no, no, you played um, the Stormers. You played against the, the All Blacks against the All Blacks at Soccer City. What yeah. is the Soccer City called these days? FNB uh, Stadium. Yeah, Stadium, like yeah. That's cool. I want to talk about that. You know, Orlando Stadium is such an underrated, awesome stadium. Yeah, but because but the history behind it's it as well, like, yeah. like the history behind it as well is also like it's like pretty because like that's where that's Piratesland. So, so 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 Senzo, just give an explanation on that, and then I want to talk to Flip just about the experience of playing. For Springboks and uh, you would have played Stormers in Orlando yeah, Stadium. Yeah. I'd like to talk to you about that. But Senzo, just give a bit of context of Orlando Stadium. So Orlando Stadium is like Orlando Pirates like territory, like Heartland. Like you wouldn't see a cheap. Was there a previous stadium there? There was a previous yeah. stadium. It, it was the original, the original like, there, yeah. Orlando Stadium and then they redid it and they're now Pirates. Because you remember Pirates' games, they used to play their home games at Ellis Park. Yeah, yeah. And then after they redone that, they went back home basically. So yeah. It's an underrated, great stadium. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then, of course, Soccer City, where the 2010 World Cup final was held yeah. for international 
listeners, Flip, talk to us about playing at those stadiums. What's it like? Because now, obviously, you're normally playing. First, uh, listen, yeah. I imagine that the, the makeup was was pretty usual, Springbok or, or rugby fans. But what's it like playing in stadiums like that? The first the first experience we had was 2010 when they 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 constructed all the stadiums for the World Cup, mm-hmm. and we couldn't actually play uh, with the Bulls at the time. At the Bulls at the time, and we were playing Super Rugby, and obviously they shut all the stadiums to to change to you know fix them up for the World Cup. And we were in a situation where we played the semi-final and the final at Orlando Stadium. So we actually had two experiences at at the Orlando Stadium itself. Um, which was amazing. I mean, the first one was against the Crusaders we played there and was like, a, like we paid school fees on the first one. We almost like arrived late for warm up because we didn't, we just didn't account the chaos that rugby oh, would wow. bring into like how excited the people were to, to see rugby at the, at the place. I think that was the, um, outside 95. This is a big call. Outside 95 is probably the most, unifying sentiments I had in my, in my, like in my body, like the, 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 the Crusaders one was quite different because, uh, it was an evening match. Um, and everything was been in a rush. The people didn't, didn't plan enough to get to the stadium. So we played like most of the first half, like in half an empty stadium. (laughs) It was, it was actually quite, quite interesting. And then the final, obviously good to smash the Crusaders also. Um, because, um, outside of it being at, at, um, altitude, um, the Chess and Yama was pumping in Orlando that evening. <laughs> yeah, because the do not, they, do not, do not, they probably did for you guys there. Do not, they probably did for you. No, no lie. They probably left, they probably left yeah. Muti for you guys. They probably left Muti. They said, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. They probably burnt some tires outside as well. <laughs> yeah. Those pure New Zealand lungs, they didn't, they didn't appreciate, um, like the, uh, the last, the last 20 minutes, those guys were done. And then the same repeated, uh, obviously for the final, the week after, um, everyone planned a little better. They, they realized they could take the Gau train. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people took the Gau train. How did it work? Do you take the Gau train up, up into Soweto? So you take the Gau train to, so what they, cause remember what they were doing for like 2010, cause they were like park and ride situations. So you'd get, yeah, you take okay. the Gau train. And then you'd leave your car and then they actually specifically did it for like the super rugby finals. And then there would be like, then there'd be like buses that would take you yeah. there. Like, yeah. or something. I can't remember. Yeah. That. Yeah. So like they, yeah. they do that for you because you know, white people in Soweto, you guys, you guys, you guys wouldn't be able to drive in Soweto because like you guys can barely <laughs> no. drive in the CBD. You guys. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, it was, it was, that, that was the best thing. So coming in on the bus, um, it was the people having having bribes like in there's there's like on the backside of of this Orlando Stadium there's a yeah. people living like houses well, yeah. obviously yeah. people living but like houses like proper houses yeah, and the gardens were open people having barbecues and like arms in arms and having barbecues and it was amazing yeah, awesome. it was it was really amazing and then obviously Pop. the noise in the stadium yeah, was Pop. out of this world proper tailgate so. So, Flip, talk to me about this, right? You've, so playing in Soweto and stuff like that, you know, some like in, international, international teams, especially football teams, they, they were complaining about the noise of the Vuvuzela. Does that, does that sound, does that sound bother you or do, do you just drown it out or you don't hear anything when you're playing? Well, it's pretty amazing. Well, obviously, rugby is a little bit different than you need to communicate a lot. You need yeah. to communicate a lot. There was 
finals rugby. So we were so into each other's lives by then that, you know, mm. we were, we were proper synchronized, um, like a group of teenage girls, but you know, we, we, we exactly knew what we were doing. So it, it sort of, it sort of, it sort of worked. The, um, the, the Vuvuzelas, but, but I mean, you, you couldn't hear, hear the guy next to you, like in the line out calls and stuff where it's like a, it was a stuff up there. Yeah. Um, one of the funniest memories of the finals, we actually had friends going over to watch the final and he blew too much on the Vuvuzela, like he had lips swollen for a week yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because but you know that chaos. You know that chaos, like like the. So like talk talk me through something because you said something very interesting about you know people not planning to get to the to the stadium properly. And the thing is, I know of two fixtures in this country where if you don't plan your day properly and arriving at the stadium when you're supposed to arrive, it's the it's the Soweto Derby Chiefs Pirates. And anytime the Springboks play at Ellis Park, like for like if you don't get your timing yes. right. Forget about it. You're going to miss the game. You're going to miss the game. So, talk to me about that. Like, what? Like, from going to the hotel and like into the stadium. Like, how's how's the prep for that day? Uh, it depends also for who you play. Obviously, if you play mm-hmm. for the Springboks, you have the flying squad um, <laughs> sorting sorting business for you going down that highway, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty awesome. You roll. It's bumper to bumper traffic, and you go probably around 140 k's on that bus with. Police all, all around you. Um, so <laughs> if nothing gets nat- the adrenaline going, that's yeah. You're you're a national asset. Like you have to. I mean, come on. Only cool. national assets. Yeah, yeah. Criminals. I mean, that's the only time you get that treatment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, yeah. Well, I want to say politicians, but you hit the yeah, hit the nail on <laughs> well, the head. Well, you know, just to call up on the the previous comment about teenage girls, it's at Flip Fundamava on Twitter. Don't at me or censor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you at me. Don't you? Um, BCCA com- complaints are not uh, are not valid. <laughs> we don't get that anymore, don't do we? This no, no, count, no, no, no. Nobody takes it seriously. But you know, even as a fan, since what you're saying is the culture of sports supporters in South Africa. We've got no culture of arriving at games early. Like I mean, it's Flip seen it as a player, but as a supporter, if you need to get to Soccer City, Orlando Stadium, Ellis Park, Park at night. Forget it. You either have to get to the stadium three o'clock, yeah, or you like, or forget it. Forget it. You're not getting in. The amount yeah. of games I've been on the way to a game, and it just I'm never getting in before the game. The game, yeah, starts. because you get there. Like, it's we got no culture of it's, getting it's, to games yeah, early. No, do not. It is. It's the pre-drinking. Well, okay, so we we've got a culture of pre-drinking. It's not the pre-drinking. Like, and by the time I remember, I went to go watch. Should I go watch? I went to go watch like the, 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 like it was a Curry Cup game and it was like Sharks against like Lions because that's the only time that uh, Ellis Park is full when the Sharks come to town. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Half the Jobbik supports the Sharks. Yeah. Half of Jobbik supports the Sharks. And like we got to the game like midway through the first half. I mean, sorry, there were like 10 minutes left in the first half. I was like, guys, we got there pretty drunk and stuff. I remember Oaks were like getting off the, 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 the bus we'd hired and we're like, guys, we're walking to the stadium. I'm like, guys, we're in the middle of Joburg CBD. If they see, okay, I might be yeah. fine, but you guys are white guys. <laughs> and if they see you guys, they'll be like, guys, pony up everything. So I was just like, yeah, but it's, it's but bad. But do you think it's just Joburg? Because I used to go to the old Kings Park and actually that was different. Yeah. Everyone, like you had your, your, yeah. your tailgating and then, but everyone was seated by the time the game started. No, but it also happens at Loftus. Like at Loftus, like right. people tailgate. But by the time the game starts, everybody's sat there. Yeah. Like, Ellis Park, people don't care. Like, just, that was also, that was big back in the day when you could drink in the stadium. 
we should not forget what that difference has made. Because yeah. now you can't get your beer anymore and sit in the stadium and drink, eh? Do, do you feel, uh, as players, so I want to ask you that, is that does it make it, obviously it makes a difference to the support, because obviously the support of sober supporters is very polite, and of drunk supporters is obviously a lot better. Hey, but do you know what used to happen at Loftus? After a couple oh, of listen, brandy we all know co- the little pup sucks are making their way in. What are those yeah. little tot packs? They were making their way in. Yeah, at Loftus, yeah. Yeah, but no, no, you know, the problem The problem was actually King's Park, eh? That's where they, they punched a British guy or something. Really? It's <laughs> like some... Yeah. Speaking of all this, speaking, <laughs> of, speaking, speaking of British guys, we were in um, Durban for the British and Irish Lions, the 2009 game, where they're in Durban. Apparently, all the British guys finished all the beer in Durban. They went <laughs> yeah. through it all. You couldn't get beer anyway. They went through it, and we're just like, what is going on? Like, yeah, those, those guys are very, they, 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 they're a lot. Eh? They're professional drinkers. They're it, a lot. It brings us on flip. When you, yeah. James checked in with you, uh, you said, cool, waiting, party time, get the beers on. Great suggestion. We were just wondering, though, how many beers can you put away before you start feeling... I mean, you're, you're an elite athlete. How many beers before you start I, I feeling hope, like... I do hey, hope my I'm... mom's not listening. <laughs> so none. So Flip Van <laughs> does not drink. Uh, I've never he, drank. Uh, I've never drank a beer in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can I can drink a couple of beers, which I you know it's not it's not good. I actually could drink more beer when I play rugby than I can do these days. I feel like I'm getting what? Um, yeah, because you're fit and you're young and you're keen, and now you just <laughs> like you drink a beer to just calm down. <laughs> um, but I can do I can do I can do probably if it depends on a good day drink. I could probably put twenty away. Yeah, I reckon. Wow, we had we had twelve. We had twelve. Picked. Twenty. That is good. My my guess. James is so yeah. impressed, Flip. You know he's <laughs> almost a case by yourself. No, yeah, you're serious. My my guess was. Yeah, well, I mean, that is, uh, that is our budget. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's for lunch. If if you're speaking about lunch, yeah. <laughs> Flip, remind me never to take you out for beers. But 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 it makes us think. No, we need, well I don't know if we need a, a sort of on a Friday. We need like a beer brand to do product placements on this. I mean, Mac G has got. He's drinking beer all through his show. Yeah, but we're a sports show. We can't really, you know. We're a sports entertainment, entertainment show. show. And hmm. drinking makes sports very entertaining. Yeah, but there's Mac G can do his show. I'll tell you, outside. but you yeah, guys sorry. are speaking about supporters. I think that whoever, whoever went on to the strategy that no more beer should be allowed in stadiums did not think about which country they are in. Yeah, but besides I mean, that, we as looked, well. We looked, yeah, sorry, go ahead. We, we, we looked during... During COVID, when they stopped alcohol, there were no more accidents. No one was having fun. South Africa, they stopped drinking allowed in stadiums, rugby stadiums. No more supporters like that. Boom. Yeah. But like they also forgot who <laughs> the main else. sponsors were of Castle Lager. Yeah. And they forgot like, okay, now you can't drink. Like, okay, cool. What, what are people supposed to do in a stadium? <laughs> Sit there and drink. It's not like you're going to a tennis match. So we got a, we got a tweet here from not the Umbelelo. Umbelelo. Last time I was at a stadium, I was in Orlando for a Pirates game midweek. The logistics were so cool considering that I was Ubering. Yeah, listen, sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you're lucky. You It depends how big the game is. Yeah, I reckon if like, you go to an average PSL game, not the Chiefs Paolo, or, Paolo. Paolo, or, or Sundowns, you're going to be okay. Paolo, you know, 
Go to a derby match. A derby match pre-COVID. See, I've never driven into a derby match. You can't, we you, always, we you always can't, arrange a driver, a car, we go in a combi. You can't, you can't drive to a derby game no. because, like, one, you're going to have to park very far because have you seen the traffic mm, outside? Mm. Like, it's... It's ridiculous. Like it's. Actually- I also feel it's like a locals, like the locals know where you need to be. Yeah. You know, if you're coming in, it's not your hood. Like you're, you're done. Exactly, because as well, like you also don't want to get to a situation where people like now the game started, and then you get a situation where it becomes a stampede because some of those, the way the way things run at a derby game, it's like a free for all. No, they, it is. It is. They, they say tickets are sold out, but they actually not sold out. You can go there and then you chat to somebody and then. Yeah, it's we we we, we a went ticket to, beforehand. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. We we went to one, and the one of the guys we went with was the first time he went, and he goes, "Oh, so where we're sitting? What's our ticket numbers?" We're like, bro, we're sitting there. <laughs> that's yeah, where, just bro, that's you, you, you're gonna tell you're gonna tell like the fanatics like, "Dog, you're in my seat." You're gonna <laughs> yeah. be like, "What are you? What are you doing? No, where do you think sit you are?" We find space. That's yeah. where we're sitting. And also, you don't want to sit like too close, like behind the Chiefs or the Pirates goal, because those guys are gonna be standing the whole time. So and you're gonna tell 40, 50 guys, "Hey, please sit down." You know what I mean? Since I want to ask you something. So, Flip, uh, this week uh, was the first uh, sports event that allowed fans in. Uh, Bafana, Bafana playing Ethiopia. 2,000 fans were let in on condition or were sold tickets on condition that they were vaccinated. I am very cynical because I very much doubt a midweek game, Bafana against Ethiopia... That they've ever sold two thousand tickets. Honestly, <laughs> there's no way but that wasn't a rent crowd. But did you see? But did you see what they what um they said about the derby that's coming up? They said that's going to be like even more people, provided you're vexed. So I don't know. Eh? Good good luck to that. Listen, I'm telling you now, there's no way that those were two thousand sold tickets. Flip, I wanted to ask you something. We haven't who's, spoken. Who, who's gonna, who's going to govern that? Who's going well, to govern exactly. that? No, there's, good luck. If there's not, ten thousand people going, who's going to tell them they're not allowed to go? And um, we're having a problem with the the vaccine certificates here, the digital vaccine yeah. certificates. Some people can get it, some can't. Some it's showing, so that, there's problems with that. So there's no way those two thousand people were legit. And Flip's quite right. Who governs it? We're in the best of times. That derby game is. Hey, I know a guy. He's going to let me in. Hey, listen, uh, Flip. Be glad it's not you governing it. It's not my. Oh, Flip, it sorted out. Yeah, but he's got guns. He'd be like, no, that's what I'm you saying. Used to chat. Yeah. Used to chat. Used yeah. to chat. Like, yes, people sir. would have to come show I would just let people. That's it. Flip wants to see them. the needle in let your the arm. People, let the people play. That's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, definitely not a, not a Soweto. That's a different type of thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Flip, I want to ask you did you, has the, the story maybe come across you about the sports stadium, the 15 million Rand sports stadium in Eastern Cape? I have not, no. You'd be so, funny, but I've read, I've read, and I, I just saw just before getting on with you guys and Madam and Eve uh, cartoon about about shout out to to Rico. He's the funniest guy in the world. But the, the department of you can't make shit up <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. exists. They spoke about and and they spoke about the fifty million stadium. So I, I actually don't know what it is. Uh, okay, so, so Flip, you've been at a good level of sport your whole life. So I imagine with good infrastructure. So this 15 million Rand stadium oh gets God. built in the Eastern Cape, quite rural part of the Eastern Cape. James, they have the photo for us. James might find the photos. We might be able to pop it up for you, but they a 15 million Rand stadium with two, uh, like what? Temporary grandstands. It's like scaffolding. There is no grass on, there's apparently rugby and soccer pitches there. There's nothing. Um, it's just sand and dry grass. 
no discernible lines. The clubhouse has no electricity, water, and missing some doors. Um, the sports track around it is supposed to be tarred, but it's not. It's grass. Um, it's a disgusting state of affairs. The only thing cool about that stadium is the view. Like where, like, yeah, the it's like set in front of the mountains. It's very beautiful. But it's an insane story. 15 million rand. And it's the sort of stuff that only comes up. It's the sort of stuff that only comes up at election time. I know James is looking up for those stories. So I've got some stories here I want to share with you guys. And, and Flip, this you're going to love this one, right? So <clears throat> I'm going to read. It comes from The Guardian. Uh, high school soccer yep. in America. Okay. A Michigan school is angry after an opposing player scores 16 goals in a game. So there is quite a hapless school in Michigan, high school team, and they get beaten 17-0 with one player. There we go. With one player scores 16 goals. Uh, the kid's name is Kevin Hubble. He scores 16 goals. He gets a complaint uh, because he was bullying. They take it as a case of bullying the boys on the losing side. The school board member of the losing school said his son was goalkeeper for the game. We went over and hugged our boys. That's what was needed. Their hearts were bleeding. They've now gone to the higher sports body saying it was a cheap shot. They set out to do it and they did. It has no place in high school athletics and moving forward from getting knocked on your face is a, life great les- is a great life lesson. But our soccer program is about uh, is a fledgling program and we are, are starting place for the kids to get in. But anyway, they're now trying to get this kid who scored the 16 goals banned and they will no longer play against the school that scored the 17 goals in any sport. This is just snowflake gone mad. It's ridiculous. I they mean, don't need hugs. They need to go train. <laughs> right. Right. I can just imagine the amount of Karens involved to get this happening. We as parents want to be able to tell our boys that not only did their parents and loved ones stand up for them, but the entire community did as well. But like the thing is like, do you know what the thing is? It's not a hand-holding competition. I'm there to beat the brakes off you. You know what I mean? But guys, 17 is not that bad. <laughs> yeah. I no, mean, Flip, I, did, did they do that great bloom? Let's say when, like, let's say you, you, you're winning too much, right? Did the ref blow the game 10 minutes before time or something? There was a, there was a time where, where there was a 50, the 50 score rule where they, end, they would, it was half time. If you reached 50 before, before half time, they, they, it's half time. You know, yeah. as, soon, as soon as you reach 50. And then if you, if you score, if you, within a, the next 20 minutes, you score 20 more points or something, it's over. That's boring. Or like, like, oh, 40. It was 40. Yeah. Nah, man. That's boring because I mean, like, we want to see violence. Like, No, but, but, but you know, the crazy thing about the stories, I remember my first like proper league match when I was 13, right? It was the first time I played club soccer league. We lost 18-0. Okay. <laughs> 18. That was the first game. I'd played school. School's a different vibe. It's like, I was okay, we lost 18. I still remember it. I was 13 years old. I remember we were going on like 30 years later, right? I still remember it. It was actually the game. I played as a forward that game, right? Mm-hmm. 18-0 is not a good game for a forward. Yeah. My cousin watching the game said, you know what? I'm going to give you some advice. Just think about this game. Maybe you should start playing defender because at least then you'll be always involved in the game. 
I was like, okay, so you're saying either I'm a terrible striker or my team sucks and we're going to get more games like this. But yeah. I don't find 17 that bad. Like if you're talking 50 points, 70 points, like that's heavy. No, no, I got, so the worst, the worst beating I've ever gotten in a rugby match was by 70 points. And it's humiliating, yeah. But I, like, that's huge. That's it's big. humiliating. Like, Flip, what's the biggest like score margin you've lost by? I mean, I don't think you've lost very often, and I don't think you've lost by a lot. When you <laughs> have lost, but, like, what's the worst that you can remember off the top of your head? You must remember we played guys like the Crusaders, yeah, and <laughs> All Blacks, and those those type of fellas. Um, I did. Uh, I got a couple of fifties in my life, which is not. You remember them? I got one against Crusaders playing for the Cheetahs, um, where we were ahead half time, uh, <laughs> yeah, eleven wow. points to eight, and then, <laughs> and then I think we lost fifty three eleven somewhere around there. Jeez, um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun. And also got uh, in France here, got fifty on a Sunday evening, nine o'clock, got fifty against Toulon, which. <laughs> With the Gittos oh. and their banners and all those fun characters in them. Oh God! You, nine o'clock at night. What time is that game finishing? You, Eleven o'clock. Yeah, you just bro, like, get me home. I waited the whole day for this. <laughs> yeah. I should be in bed. And that's that bad, exactly. Yeah. No. But like, do you know the thing is? You know, once you get a beating like that, you know your coach can't even say anything. Like guys don't even want to talk about it. Guy, like whatever your plans you had. Like I remember, we lost on a Saturday. It was a first team rugby game. We played first team. And we lost then. And then the rest, the whole Saturday, Oaks didn't want to speak or see each other. They're like, guys, we'll speak about this on Monday. Like, it's, that was that. But, and I just want to drop the point so we can pick up the answers or we're going to have a bit of a break now. But, you know, what you're saying there and Flip now, I mean, obviously you've come from a point where you've lost the games big. You say, the coach can't speak to you, you don't speak to each other, you just go home and you lick your wounds, Right. And you learn because you go, no matter what I do, I never want to lose that way again. Yeah. Either I stop playing or, like Flip said, train more, you know. Mm. you got to take the lesson yourself. In this story, these kids, don't they don't learn anything. They don't learn anything. They go, oh, mommy and daddy are going to protect me. I want to get your thoughts on that after the break. This is the PTP show. Drop your comments. If you're on uh, YouTube, drop your comments in there. Uh, we haven't uh, stolen MKT. MKT is a wall, not MKT is an a hole. That is the hashtag for today. It's change, long lunch. It's long lunch with PTP. So many changing hashtags. I cannot keep up. Give us your comments. We're gonna have a little bit of a, a break so that James can go have a wee. This is the PTP show Friday. Holding it down. Thank God it's almost over. <laughs> no, I'm lying. I love it. Cliffcentral.com. Welcome back, PTP show. Wrapping up all the loose ends. Michigan has postponed water supply. Bullying isn't real when your kids are a soft. Oh, has a poisoned. Michigan has a poisoned water supply. Bullying isn't real when your kids are a soft joke. That is MKT. That's what he thinks of the story we are talking about. A school in Michigan lost 17 0 and are now accusing the other team of some form of bullying. All the Karens united. That is level, as my daughter says, that is level one Karening. Big story. So just before the break, we were talking about what these kids learn, right? So we said, I got an 18 nil. 
Senzo's got big hidings. Flip lost by 50 as a professional. And you learn. The coach can't tell you anything. Your teammates don't talk to each other. But you make a decision. If you're a kid, you stop playing and try another sport because obviously this isn't for you. But if you're serious about it, you go, right, how can I learn? How can I get better? We feel these kids aren't going to get better because mommy and daddy and school and everybody stood up for them. Now, are we being toxic um, masculinity, whatever it is? Are we being douchebags about it? Are we not being sensitive to kids? I don't think so. We're just having the conversation. Senzo, what do these kids learn out of it? Is it not better to just get a hiding, take the lesson and go, I never want to feel that way But they don't learn anything because they got coddled now. They've been coddled. And like that's, it's like, if I'm the coach, I'm the coach of that football team. I would have told them, like, you guys mustn't get involved. You're not teaching these kids anything. No. Not teaching them anything. Now, you know, because unfortunately we live in a very PC world. And now, now, you know, when that happens to them again, they're going to be like, oh, no. But, like, they're going to be Karens about it their whole lives. And you don't, te- you, don't, you don't teach your kids anything by shielding them from things like this. This is the way the world works. Like, the world is a cruel place. MKT exactly. again. Senzo went to say David's. <laughs> that was an upset when they won. <laughs> from the crypt. From the crypt, you're never safe. Look at Senzo. Look at that. Look at that. That is a disappointment. <laughs> oh, fire. Shots are fired. Uh, flip. So, you know, fire. obviously as, as, as pros, when you get beaten like that, what, tell me about the change room afterwards. What's your guys' process after something like that happens? I mean, it's, it is a very somber place. It is a, it is a, a um, it is an industry where every week you go out and it's a short turnover of goals. You need to win. That's that's the only thing you need to do. Um, uh, it's a, you get paid very well to do that as well. So if you get, you know, if you lose, it's bad. If you get fifty points, it's even worse because. People are so much better than you in the same job that you do. Um, that's like, you know, us going against 94.7's radio show and then they all of a sudden better than us. You know, it's no way, but it happens. Um, <laughs> in that bizarre the, scenario, if you uh, have to be extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but um, what always worked for me is like, you know, once had a coach tell us, you know, the feeling that you have, that feeling of disgust when you when you lose and, you know, before you start pointing fingers and stuff, it's just remember, remember how bad it feels, you know, like you, you know, we, we can all remember a good feeling, but remember how bad it feels. And the next time you train or the next time you're a little bit tired to go out and do your extras and do your skills, just remember how bad you, bad you felt when you got 50. Um, and, and that's a, that's like a little silent motivator um, to get, to get you going, you know. A hundred percent. And how much of it comes from the, the dressing room? How much are your teammates just get, getting around and saying, guys, this remember the 50. This is not, not happening again. This is, this is not it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where, that's where you need a strong, you need a strong dressing room. You need strong leaders to, you know, to be able to have that psychological safety and speaking about stuff like that, speaking about stuff like, you know, it's fine to lose. What did we do wrong? You know, there's a reason why we lost. You know, if you don't get, don't go ask mom for hugs. It's not going to make you win the next time. Yeah, because I remember that feeling. That feeling sucked because the thing is, like now, you know, not only had we let ourselves down, we let the whole school down. One now, we had 
people's girlfriends and stuff like that were like, Jesus, I can't be associated with losers. <laughs> and now, bro, who are the laughing stock? And it was just like, it was just like, it was just like, listen, guys, it's, it's terrible. Like, it's terrible now, but like, guys, let's not forget, like, this feeling because. And I'd like to imagine in this case of the school in Michigan that somewhere at some level this is happening. I really hope so because then that is a 100% wasted opportunity. And again, I go at schoolboy soccer, 17 isn't that bad. How many times haven't we heard Wayne Rooney scored 13 goals in a match or, you know, Ronaldo would score 20 goals in a match as a kid? It's like 17 in high school football is not that bad if you have a standout player. Oh, remind me to send you a video. Flip, there's a one video, right? Where, right, Michael Jordan's kids were playing in a basketball game in um, high school. And it was televised on ESPN. And Michael Jordan Jordan was actually there at the game. And his sons got an ass-whipping of note. It was actually embarrassing. Like, imagine. Imagine that must happen to you. I, Ma- Michael I, Jordan's kids getting... Yeah, they got like... The eight, beating. They got an, an 80 in a basketball high school game. And the one kid scored like 35 points. <laughs> and they were comparing that kid that flamed them to Michael Jordan. In a, it was your. But what do you think Michael Jordan's do, telling his kids? Hmm? What do you think exactly Michael Jordan's telling? Did he go hug his child? No. 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 Straight face. Nothing. Because he understands. He was a professional, and he used to administer beatings. He so probably like, blew his cigar smoke in his face. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Probably told them like, "Listen, boys, <laughs> give me the Jordans. Give yeah. me the Jordans. Yeah, give me the Jordans. No like, Jordans for you. Give yeah, them yeah. back." <laughs> guys are going to do that to my name no to my name yeah but I, I think no that's the, I think that's the I think that's when these kids understood that we don't want to be basketball players anymore like this is not for us the the, the yeah I mean that, that that's crazy I mean and Flip you can relate to a degree imagine being Michael Jordan's kids you got the Jordan name to protect and you you get flamed good <laughs> on national TV because they don't televise high school games unless like it's a really really well, a big Michael deal Michael Jordan's kids yeah yeah, I'll send you the link. It's, it's yeah, yeah. So uh, also, we wanted to wrap up earlier. Wrap up something we we're talking about: the 15 million rand stadium in the Eastern Cape. Flip, take a look at this. That is 15 million oh, rand. My word. And so that is they call that a stadium, and then there is like a little brick building uh, just off that. There were some other photos of a little brick yeah. building. I mean, come on, guy. The, depart- the Department of Empty Promises. There we go. <laughs> Imagine. Look, the, view, the view's dope. The view's unbelievable. But, God, guys, 15 million. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, like, the Eastern Cape is such a hotbed of rugby, right? So much talent has come out of the Eastern Cape. Yeah. And you know what the crazy thing is? And this is, this is the nuts thing that I keep looking at the, from the perspective. We're looking at it from, like, a very privileged point of view. If you're a kid in a community like that, that the, the leaders of that community think that this is good enough, you know, what are the kids currently playing on? Maybe this is a hell of a step up for them, I, which is sad, which is sad. I get that. I get that. It's sad. But it's don't tell right. people it's 15 million rand. That's mad. Do people not 15 million rand looks like? I don't think they spent even 100k on that. Well, that's 15 million sitting there, bottom left in the middle on the table. There you go. There you go. The three Land Rover discoveries that brought those guys in. That's where the 15 million rand is probably sitting. I know a lot of the news the networks cut. went out last week to look at it. But look, even the, even the rope they're cutting, 
It's not even. It's not even like a, a problem. It's not a Ruben. It's emergency tape. <laughs> it's construction tape. I'm telling you guys. Man, that, that's a sad state of me. That's that's thirty thousand max, including refreshments and everything. Do you know? Yesterday, when I dropped my daughter off at school, and like she goes to a nice school, but by no means one of the elite elite schools. But their grandstand is better than that grandstand. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> anyway, so this is the PTP show. We're going to wrap up with a little bit of social media. Senzo's been on the socials. Senzo, did you just want to touch in, just before we finish off talking about teams getting hammered, a few years ago in South Africa's equivalent of the FA Cup where any ranked team can play against each other, um, Mamalodi Sundowns played against a team called Powerlines. Now, Powerlines was one of the powerhouses of football in the 1980s, but since disbanded, and this is a team carrying the same name, but by no means the same stature, they lost 26-0, um, which to this day I think is still one of the biggest results. Flip Senzo was asking as a professional, because these guys were semi-professional at I least. Mean, I mean, these guys aren't part-timers. Like, it's not a Sunday league. These guys, you know, they, you know it's probably, they're probably in like League 1 or League 2, and you're still getting paid to play, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, 24-0. So... Flip, when do you give up? Like, I asked Paolo, like, when did these guys decide, listen, guys, we are not in this game anymore. We just have to see our time. You know what I mean? Just like maybe, I'm pretty sure if you just take the whole team and stand in front of a goal box all game, <laughs> you can't get to 24. That's but, the but, thing. Flip, how do you stop that? So, I mean, I think in like soccer, right? Well, I when just you gave you the solution. Just do that. <laughs> just but, everyone's you know, <laughs> maybe that's the solution that is the solution listen I remember that game they were so disorganized they probably couldn't even get that right how do you stop that <laughs> that happening because there comes a point in a game where you go well, oh god the, the poor guys are called power lines in South <laughs> they're Africa. called power lines they're called power lines <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not so you don't want to be associated with anything with, and power in south africa exactly exactly in a country like south africa with our electricity problems it's no surprise that power lines got a hiding uh, Flip, how do you stop that right so you obviously know you can sense in a game this is not going well yeah we're getting the the breaks go back down us. to basics just get rid what do you do to stop it when you see it coming or try to um, stop it. Stop. How do you stop the bleeding? Yes. <laughs> um, well, because it, it, so so you know you you sort of said like okay you've given us the examples of the big ones but I'm sure there's been other games yeah. where you guys feel oh no this could be happening again how do we course correct to we might lose today but let's not get hammered let's not get humiliated like, yeah. so so for these kids right yeah. so say what happened in this game where we saw okay because it got to eight. And we go, okay, this is going one way. Yeah. We know it's not going to stop here. They should have regrouped, try something out. Because like I say, so you've obviously been in a situation where, okay, we're probably going to lose today. We're not on it. But how do we make sure it's not 50? See, it's, it's probably, you probably need to, they probably didn't attack at all. But I mean, because what's 24 is like a goal every four minutes, every three, three minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, so they probably... Yeah, probably be the first tactic is try and try and keep the ball. Um, try and you know, don't try, don't go and defend because obviously your defense is is shit. So try maybe try a, a different tactic. Try and keep the ball and try and keep the ball away from them. Um, Twenty four nil is pretty severe. 
24 nil is uh, you need to because you know you can't you're not going to build a culture of winning within a game <laughs> after after all that types of things um so it'd probably be a change of mindset try try something different try something completely uh go the mighty ducks you know quack quack tell them a big big <laughs> half-time speech and then tell them to attack that's that's what i would go for you see, that's the insight we get because why I was asking that, I asked in a sporting contest, but obviously in the context of this show, we're taking a beating. We're taking a hammering. We're not getting any better. We're heading to like a podcast version of a 26 Nolan and just find out there, change your mentality. Maybe we can save the last 10 minutes or so. Flip, before we get into well, social we, media. We've changed the host, but I mean, I feel it's going better the last oh, two weeks. Well, it's going well, much better. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> Nine out of ten people agree. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the tenth is. Um, yesterday we're talking NBA, and I don't know how closely you follow NBA, but I mean you can you can definitely know the story. Kyrie Irving is a listen big name player in the NBA, and he is now in a bit of a conflict with his team because he doesn't want to get vaccinated, and now it puts him in a compromising position in that he can't even play in his home stadium because in New York. Nobody who's not vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, you cannot enter a public arena. Mm -hmm. And there's certain other arenas around uh, the United States that he won't be able to play in. And it's becoming a bit of a standoff. I don't know if you followed the story, um, A, and B, what do you think just in general of of a professional football player putting his team and his league and his teammates and the fans... Because my thing in is that he flaked, he flaked on his teammates. Like, you flaked on your, and your teammates. You're trying to win a championship. You know, they are serious cha- those guys are serious championship contenders. One and he's just favorites. saying, like, listen, I really don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is, it is an interesting thing because, I mean, we've all had the big old uh, vaccination debate because it needs to be uh, – you need to keep your sense of freedom. But, I mean, if you – if you really, if you're in that sense and you've taken, I mean, you've sniffed cocaine from a stripper's ass and now you don't want to take a vaccination, you know, then it d- d- depends on the type of person he is. Um, I'm also going, in, in the greater good of his team, that's probably not the wisest decision. Um, so, they have a, a, a similar thing going on with in top 14 over here where the players need to start paying for their own PCR so listen, testing. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. listen to this. Yeah. So listen to this. So listen to this flip. Um, he, he, so Kyrie Irving, he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. And just on yeah. money alone, this is just money. I'm not talking about like championships or whatever. Just what he's sacrificing, his pocket. He's leaving $16 million on the table, right? As well as a $185 million um, extension. So he stands to lose about $200 million. Like, but quite rightly... As we mentioned yesterday, is it like, just because is it just because he's he, he wants to take a stance against something, or is it just, is he just you know he's scared what he's of saying, what's saying what he's saying is that people shouldn't. It's so funny the irony behind this. He's speaking about uh, about that thing where if you don't get vaccinated, why should you lose your job? You know what I mean. And the funny thing is that now he's potentially losing his job. Because he's taking a stand for, you know but, what I mean? But, but based on what? He, he can't lose his job. He has a watertight contract that was put together before COVID that wouldn't have had any of these sorts of conditions in it. So he yeah. possibly stands to lose nothing. But I mean, 
it's, it's probably going to be that you, you still need to be perform and need to be really unavailable. That's that's like a sports contract thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to do whatever. So, I mean, they could they could easily go put that against them and say, okay, cheers, mate. But I mean, and also they won't be stupid because any other team will just pick him up to next year when Corona is long and forgotten. And that's the yeah. thing. He'll just move on. So he has nothing to lose. He's but got his, everything to lose because the thing is, look. The next person will get him. The next team will take him. We spoke yesterday about the NBA, is that the NBA players only care about the contract and the ring. And they can turn, he can mess his team around. At the end of the day, it's his teammates who are going to go, well, we had a massive chance of winning with you. And uh, it's the fans. Yeah, it's the people. Speaking, bro- speaking of, speaking of, have you guys seen Bad Sport? Yes. That's shocking. Did, did, did you which, get one, the, which, one, which episodes did you watch? Or you, which we've all watched watch? the Hansi one. Let's let's be honest. We've, we've I've, I've started with the Hansi one, although it's the last one, which is a little bit you know Hansi's my alma mater, so it's, it was a little sad one. Yeah, um, but just watch till the end. Yeah, I've watched the first one last night about the and, the and, uh, college and guy. Your, or the, and what was your opinion on the it? net skimming? <laughs> Wait, it's, it's, it's sad. Well, they, they they have a point where they just they need, just need to pay the college football guys. I mean, they were worth doing it for twenty twenty thousand. And obviously, if the bookie just told them, mate, don't go buy out and buy freaking everything you can now. Just just calm down. We'll be fine. Everyone was in it, you know. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just for me. It's just um, it's just weird to see like all the stuff because like, you know, at what point? Okay, we get athletes and stuff like that, but like. You know, for me, it's like I was saying to Ryan yesterday, when you go to an organization, right, you sign a contract and you know what's expected of you. You know what I mean? And if you don't like how that goes, go, go work somewhere else. It's simple. You know, if they tell you no slacks yeah. or no, no, no tracksuit pants at a place, you know that's what it is. You can't say, no, I'm a human being or whatever. No, you chose to work there. You know what I mean? Like with Kyrie Irving, he knew this was coming. He knew this was coming. And he knew this law didn't come up in you. In you. Where did he think he was going to play on the moon? That's the thing. Like that's for me, it's it's crazy. Sportsman behaving badly. Well, it's, just it's we, weird though. Yeah, just before we move on from that, Ryan just wants to chime in. Um, I saw last night Kyrie Irving actually went on a twenty-minute live stream on Instagram. Yeah, and he wasn't like apologizing or anything. He just was basically stating how. He finds it unfair that organizations aren't allowing, um, you know, people to continue their work uh, without getting vaccinated. And he was just saying that I, I'm going to stand with what I believe in, and I'm I'm not going to budge. And they were speaking about it. This what morning, do you believe? All in? the fans are, are are highly upset about it. But he's he's been causing trouble in the NBA for for quite a while now. So yeah, he went on last night and made sure his stance was firmly. Uh, put in for the public to see. Look, because he said he said last night on his on his Instagram on his live Instagram he says I'm standing with all those people that believe what that believe in what is right. Everybody's entitled to do what they want, what they feel is what's best for themselves. Seeing the way this is dividing our world up, it's sad to see people are losing jobs through mandates. Flip, can I leave the last word on this with you? Guy needs to get a life. <laughs> I agree. Get a life, Kyrie Irving. Get a life. It's it's a trade off, <laughs> you know. Unfortunately, and Flip will relate. When you are a professional sportsman representing P 
people, you there is great sacrifice that comes with that. There's there's, there's power and there's influence, but that's what you sacrifice. do. That's what you do for a life, man. Exactly. That's, that's what you do for a life. Yeah, because James Harden, who's his teammate, hasn't spoken to Kyrie Irving because he's probably like this guy's an idiot. Yep. Yep. This is a life. That's why Flip is the housewife's favorite. Hashtag housewife's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Flip on the PTP slash MKT show from next week. Normal service resumes. Flip, any sports you're looking forward to this weekend? Oh, we've lost Flip. Okay. So anyway, this has been the PTP show. Thank you, Senzo. Thanks all the guys on the team you got for it, joining me. Uh, you can find us Cliff C Sport on all the socials, Cliff Central Sport on YouTube and the podcasts. I hope I've said that right. Give me a thumbs up, boys. Yes, I think I got that right. Um, and before we sign off, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Goodbye from Senzo. Goodbye from the whole team here. We've got a video from MKT from the grave. I hope it's family friendly. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to make it to you in time for the show today. But I was just listening um, as I was going between all of my meetings. Um, this came from uh, like my 400th uh, COVID test. But I just heard about those dumb bitch kids from Michigan. What a bunch of bitches. There's no bullying. There's just a bunch of soft bitches. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to make it to you in time for the show today. But I was just listening um, as I was going. Okay, we're on an infinite loop there. MKT is triggered. By, I think there's so much to trigger MKT. Snowflakes, Karens, Softies. I gotta tell you, it takes James. a lot for MKT to swear and to swear on the show. You forgot James. He's angry. You, you, you forgot James. I also trigger him quite often. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But you fall into all of those. Soft, <laughs> Karen, Snowflake. <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you for all your help for the past two days. Uh, thank you for making it. It makes it so easy to stand on the show with the amazing team I have. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I just get on here, talk nonsense. Everyone makes it so easy to slot in. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Tell a friend. Find a friend. Share this podcast. Share the show. We are the number one name in sports entertainment. I'm telling you right now, between 12 and 2 on YouTube in South Africa, right. there's not a better sports show. Guaranteed. That's <laughs> we right. are the hell out of here. Have a good weekend. Go Ranieri. <laughs> cliffcentral.com hey what's happening it is your hostess of the mostest mkt here uh, from the infamous mkt show live on cliff central sport on youtube Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe. Be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kaele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can.
Cliffcentral.com